Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. At the beginning of Parsha's Kadeshim, Rashi tells us that this Parsha contains Roid Gufe Torah. It contains most of the body of the Torah. It contains most of the most important mitzvahs, if we can use such a term. And therefore, this Parsha was said, Bahakel. It was Moshe Rabbeinu um, spoke to the Kol Adas Bene Yisrael. He spoke to the entire congregation of Bnei Yisrael when he gave this, when he transmitted this Parsha. Not everybody attended. We find, however, one Pasuk at least, which really is not uh, in simplicity directed at every single Jew, but rather it is directed at those who are Dayana, those who are judges. And of course, not every person is in a position to be a judge. Perhaps by the end of this year, um, those who are listening can think about why this Pasuk was included in Parshish Kedoshim and why everybody had to be present to hear it. Let's begin. Eric Yudtes, Pasuk Tesbot. Leisasu Ovel Bamishpat. You shall not make Ovel. You shall not make injustice, or as the Targum says, Shkar. You shall not make lies, or falsehoods, in judgment. You may not lift, literally lift up the face of the poor man, meaning you're not allowed to favor the poor person when he comes for a judgment. If he's coming for a judgment in base din, the case must be adjudicated according to the facts and according to the laws, and not merely to just automatically favor the person who's poor. Well, they said, you should not glorify the face of a great person. Again, even though this person is very great, but when you come into base din, you come with your facts, you come with your witnesses, you come with the halachas, it doesn't matter who you are. With justice, you shall judge your colleague, your, your fellow Jew. We're going to concentrate just on the first part of the Pasuk, Leisasu Havel Lamishpat. Rashi comments on these words. The Lamed, this teaches us, Shadayin HaMekalkelas Adin, that a judge who ruins the Din, a judge who uh, falsifies, who destroys proper judgment, a judge who does not judge properly, Kori Havol. And I'm going to Put in the Nekudas as such, Avol. Matter of fact, I'll even show it here on the screen. Pardon me. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna have a Pasach under the Ayan and a Kamatz under the Vav. We'll talk more about why that's important later. So, a Diana Makalkela said, the judge who misjudges a din, 
Karui Aval. He is called a falsifier. We'll translate for the moment. Sanui. He is called hated. Umishukats. And he is called something that is disgusting. He's like a sheketz. He's like some sort of disgusting insect. And he is called cheirem. Cheirem uh, is a something that must be destroyed. Bitoeva. And he is called an abomination. And now here Rashi gives us a source for these uh, for these claims about what a, a an unfair dying is called. Shia Ovel Koritoeva. Because Ovel falsifying is called Toeva. It is called an abomination. Shenemar, as it says a Fosik in Dvorim, Hashem Kol Ose Ovel. It is an abomination to Hashem, all who do Ovel. So you see that by doing Ovel, you're making Toeva. You're making something that's an abomination. Va Toeva, Kriya Shekets Vecheira. And whatever is called Toeva is also called Shekets and Cheira. Shenemar, as it says, another Pasuk in Sefer Dvorim, do not bring an abomination into your house. There it's talking about Abedazara. It's telling you don't bring an idol or anything related with idolatry into your house. If you do so, you will become a cherem. You will become an item that really deserves to be destroyed, just like the Abedazara itself. You shall distance, distance yourself from it as if it were a sheketz. You shall treat it as a sheketz, as something, as like some disgusting, crawling, creeping creature. Okay, that's the Rashi. Very strong words about a, about a judge who does not judge properly. Now, I'd like to raise two questions. Of course, as usual, we begin with some, what I call technical questions. First of all, Rashi begins, okay, he tells us that the Dayan is called an Aval, he is called a falsifier. That has a very clear source in this Pasuk. It says, Leisase Avel Bamishvat. The Pasuk itself uses the word Avel. But then Rashi tells us that the, this kind of Dayan, this improper Dayan, is called Sanui. He is called he, whom is, he who is hated. He is someone who is hated. And yet Rashi does not bring any source for that. The other things that the Dayan is called, Mishukots, Cherem Etoeva, Rashi uh, very uh, faithfully uh, brings us sources. The sources are in Sefer Dvorim. Two different sources, and uh, you add the two sources together, you get all of these different appellations that would apply to the Dayan Amakalkela Sadin. He is called Mishukots, Cherem but the first one, Rashi's first point, second, if you want to call it, the, the, the first addition that Rashi makes is Sanui, is that the Dayan who is the improper is called hated. And yet for that, Rashi brings no source. That's one question. Why doesn't Rashi bring a source for Sanui? If the, and if there is no source, then why does he say it? How does he have a right to say it? The second point, the second question is that we see the sources that show that this Dayan is called Meshukats and Cherem and Tueva all come from later Pesukim. They all come 
from Sefer Dvorim. Now, that's fine, except that we're learning Rashi here. And we know that Rashi likes to concentrate on the Pusik that's in front of him. Rashi, in his commentary on the Chumash, is not giving here a, a speech. He is not giving a Sichas Musar about judging fairly. If he were, and which, which is a, a very fine thing to do with oneself, to give speeches about being fair in judgment, then of course you marshal sources from all over the Torah and all over Tanakh, and then you'll open up the Gemara and you'll find the sources and you'll put them all together and you will give your listener a full picture of the gravity of this sin of not judging fairly. That would be a great thing to do. And I'm sure there are many fine svarim that do so. But that is not Rashi's purpose in his commentary on, on the Torah. As he himself writes many times, his purpose was to show us the Pshutei Shalmikra. His purpose was to explain to us the meaning, the simple direct meaning of each Pasuk for itself. And therefore we have to wonder, why is Rashi telling us this? That the Dayan is called Meshukats and Cheder Mitzueva, based on different Pesukim in Sefer Dvarim. Rashi could have waited. As far as Pshutei Shalmikra goes, we see from this Pasuk that the Dayan Amakalkel Sadin is called an Aval. He's called a, a falsehood, a, a, a falsifier. The fact that he's called some other things, well, when we'll get to those Pesukim, which, which uh, give to him those names, then Rashi can explain that. He can, if there's anything that needs to be clarified in the Pasuk, he can clarify it. But it would seem that Rashi is really was not within the, the parameters of his commentary to talk about it now regarding this Pasuk. Those are my two technical questions. And to answer these, I think we have to go to Rashi's source. The source of Rashi's comments here is in the Sifra. The Sifra is what we call the Midrash Halacha on Sefer Vayikra. It is a Midrash, but for the most part, it doesn't talk, it doesn't tell us stories and doesn't tell us um, Musar and homiletical ideas about the Psukim. It derives Halachas from the Psukim, which is uh, particularly important in Sefer Vayikra because the whole Sefer almost entirely is Halacha rather than narrative, almost entirely. In the Sifra, that's it, it, essentially, uh, Rashi is almost word for word a quote from the Sifra. One of the major commentaries on the Sifra is the Korbanaran. Who exactly the Korbanaran was, I don't know. I believe he was Sephardic. The commentary from several hundred years ago. The Korbanaran explains that Chazal looked at this Pasek, you shall not do, let's call it falsehood or unfairness in Mishpat, in, judge, in judgment. Now, they looked at this Pasek and they said, you can't do Ovil to the Mishpat itself. Mishpat is Mishpat. If you're, if you're not judging fairly, that means you're not really engaged in Mishpat. You're not really doing the mishpat. You're not. You're not uh, doing something to the mishpat. When you judge unfairly, you're doing something to the nishpat. You're doing something wrong to the person who's being judged. So perhaps the pasuk should have said, 
do not do injustice or falsehood to the one who is being judged, the one who is who has come before you for a judgment. Since Chazal had this question about the Pasek, they were trying to understand what does it mean to do falsehood in judgment. They explain that you're not doing something to the Mishpat. You really can't do anything to the Mishpat. Not, it's not a person. You can't, it's not an object to which you can do something. And you're not doing something to the Nishpat. I mean, you are, but that's not what the Pasek is talking about. Because the Pasik does not say, rather they explain that when you do false judgment, when you judge improperly, you are doing something to yourself. And what you're doing is you're making yourself into an avol. And the Korban Aaron explains the word avol, when you vocalize it, as I have done here, avol, it's an adjective. Similar to, to the word ganov. The word we say ganov, we say it quickly, or ganov in Yiddish, but in, in Russian Kurdish it's ganov, a pasach under the gimel and a kometz under the nun, and that means a person who has acquired the name of thief because of his uh, constant or uh, frequent thievery. Kovanaran also mentions the word achlon. And Achlan is a person who eats a lot. Now, if you just happen to be eating, okay, Ochel, the person is eating. But if it's a if it's a person who's constantly eating, like some people I know, some people I know a little too well, if a person is constantly eating, that's an Achlan, Ah-oh, that's an eater. We, he doesn't mention this particular word. But we have a word in Russian Kurdish, atzlon, is a lazy person. Doesn't mean one time uh, the person uh, slept a few extra minutes. That doesn't give you a name of being lazy. To be lazy, it has to be a mida, it has to be a characteristic, it has to be a frequent act that you do. And that's atzlon. Here we have this person who judges incorrectly is is sas is the Pasik is telling us loy sasu of ovil don't make yourself into an avol don't make yourself into a falsifying person into an unjust person and that's what Rashi is saying here really he's just quoting the sifra I think we can say that Rashi uh, understood the sifra the same way Melamed what is this person te teaching us that the judge who is destroying or mistreating, misjudging the din, he is called an avol. He is called an unjust person. The truth is, if you don't say this, what is Rashi saying altogether? If you don't say like this, the Rashi is kind of cryptic. The Pasuk says, don't do avol v'mishvat. Rashi says, you see, the Dayan who ruins Mishpat is called a called other. Okay, that's yeah, I mean, that's what the Pasik says. What is Rashi adding? But now we can understand, based on this explanation from the Korban Aram, that Rashi is saying a He's saying that the meaning of the Pasik is not that you're doing something to the Mishpat, 
but you're doing something to yourself. You're giving to yourself a certain name, a certain appellation when you judge incorrectly. And that name is Havol. And perhaps with this, we can now understand, we can now answer our first technical question about Sanui. Rashi's first, uh, I mean, the, the first comment is a very, very much a direct comment on the Pesach. And now Rashi begins to expand a little bit. And the first thing he says is that not only is the Dayan called Avol, but he is called Sonui. He is called Hated. And the question that we raised is, why doesn't Rashi bring any source for this that he is called Sonui? The other things that the Dayan is called, Meshukat Tzcherem and Tueva, Rashi very conscientiously shows us where you find those, where, where you have a source for that in the Torah. But Sanui, Rashi just throws it out there and doesn't support it. I think the answer is that when Rashi tells us that the Dayan is called Avol, and then he says Sanui, I think we could almost take away this comma. Of course, Rashi's, uh, as far as we know, Rashi's manuscript but we don't have a copy of Rashi's original handwriting, but the, the original, the oldest manuscripts of Rashi don't have any punctuation at all. So I think we have a right to remove commas when we see them, if we feel that it's appropriate. And we have a right to put in commas in order to help us understand better where we think the commas should be placed. So a sanui. I think when Rashi says that the Dayan is called Sanui, he is paraphrasing the word avol. And what he wants to tell you is that the word avol is a name for the dayan. It's not something that he does, that he did one time. We're not saying that a dayan who is macalculus adin did an avel, which would be um, ayin with a kamatz and then vav with a segel. That would be the dayan did an avel. He did an injustice. But Rashi wants to tell us no. He is called an avol. He is called an unjust, falsifying person, similar to the grammar of the word sanui. What does sanui mean? If I happen to hate one person, let's say I hate that person temporarily. He did something nasty to me, and I, I really shouldn't let it really shouldn't let it affect me. But let's say for a few minutes, I really I hate him. That doesn't that doesn't make me a hater, and that doesn't. I don't think that would make the other person a hated person because for a few moment, moments, someone hated him. That's not the meaning of the word sunnily. Sunnily means he is hated. He's reprehensible. He is one that should be hated and one that is hated. And the reason Rashi is using that word is he's using it as a sort of a paraphrase to his word avol in order to clarify that by the word avol, he means someone who is a falsifier, a, a, a in, unjust person. That is an adjective that applies to the person. Just like sanui is an adjective that applies to a person who is in a more or less constant state of being hated. He is in a constant state of being a represent, reprehensible human being. So therefore Rashi didn't have to bring a source to this that he says, that the avol is sanui. That's just his way of, of translating the word and clarifying the meaning of a word. When he says that the avol is sanui, he's really not adding anything. He's not telling us that he's called an avol. And in addition, he's called something else. 
that begins when he says umashukats, chedem v'toeva. But when Rashi says that the avol is sanui, he's just explaining to you the meaning of the word avol, or emphasizing to you what he means by the word sanui. So that's the answer to our first question. The answer to the second question, the second question is, how is it that Rashi is bringing us sources for Meshukats and Cheder and Tueva from later Psukim and Dvarim? He should have waited till he got to those Psukim. It is not Rashi's derech to, to launch Musashmuzin, to launch Shiurim about topics and to bring together all of the facts and all of the Mamori Chazal and all of, no, that, that's a wonderful thing. But that's not Rashi's derech. So why is Rashi here telling us all of this information which really comes from Sefer Dvorah. But I think the point is that Rashi wants to support his explanation. When Rashi began his comment by saying, that's not an obvious point. That's, that's not how every single person would understand the Pasuk, every single intelligent person. As we explained before, there's a Chiddush in what Rashi is saying. Rashi is saying that don't understand the Pasek, that he is doing some sort of avel to the Mishpat. No, he's doing something to himself. He's making himself into some reprehensible uh, thing. He is acquiring for himself some sort of a negative name. That's what the Pasek is saying. Now, that's not obvious. That's a position that Rashi is taking. He's taking it based on the authority of the Sifra, but as we know, Rashi doesn't, in his commentary on Chumash, he doesn't really look to the Bin Rashi as authority. He looks the, at them as a source for understanding Truth Mikra when they do so, when they do explain the Truth Mikra. And when they don't explain the Truth Mikra, they are they can be ignored. They can be left for later when you when you have your shear in Midrash, which is again a very nice thing to do, very good thing to do, to learn Midrash. Everyone should learn some Midrash. But Rashi in his commentary on Chumash only uses the Midrash as a, as a resource to find the Pshute Shalmikra. Now, when Rashi said, that's a Chiddush, that's a position that he's taking. And now I think he wants to support his position. And he's saying, I'll prove to you, or at least I will support to you my, my position, that someone who does injustice in Din acquires for himself certain negative names, how can I support this point? Because I told you that he's called, that he is committing Avel, and he is not only committing Avel, but he is a person who is named after the Avel, the Avel that he is committing. And Avel is called Toeva. And Toeva is called Shekets Vecheva. Rashi is proving his point. Now, this I've said many times. Once Rashi states a position, and then he wants to support it and prove it and maybe defend it from certain questions that one might have, then he will go all over Tanakh. Then there are no, there are no more rules about what resources are available. Because even when he goes into Sefer Dvorim here, he's not going into Sefer Dvorim, L'shem Sefer Dvorim. He's not doing it for the sake of explaining things in Sefer Torah. He's doing it for the sake of explaining what, is say, what it is saying in this Pasek right here. And therefore, Rashi has every right, and it is his derech, it is his, uh, it is his way 
to look for support for his comments in other places. But we've answered our two technical questions. I would now like to move on a little bit later in the Parsha. By the way, this is a mistake here. I put, let's move this right now. That is the Rashi and Pasuk Yud test has vov. And now we come to a different Pasuk. Yud test Lamed Hey is a parallel Pasuk to the first one. As a matter of fact, it begins with exactly the same words. A little bit later in the Parsha, it says, Oisasu Avel Bamishvat, the exact same three words. Do not do falsehood or injustice in your judging. But it continues, Bamidah, Bamishkol, in Mida, which Rashi explains means in land measurements, in measurements of distance, Bamishkol in weights, Ramasura is the measurement of um, liquids or solids. In other words, when you are measuring things in order to, let's say, uh, to buy and sell, you have to measure, then you charge a certain amount per foot, per pound, per, per liter, whatever the measurements are in that, in that time, in, in that place. You are not allowed to do it unjustly. That, that's uh, quite understandable. Now, Rashi here comments. Imladin, or some I saw in some Chumashim uh, that have Nakudais uh, in the Rashi, they say Imladai. If this Mishnah, if this Mitzvah, if this Pasuk is directed at the Dayan, at the judge, and it's saying, don't, don't judge falsely. When you judge, so but it already said that in the first Pasuk that we learned today. It says already, don't do, don't uh, do falsehood in your judgment. So what does this Pasuk say? So what is the Mishpat that is learned over here? What, is, what does it mean, the word Mishpat over here? If it means the judgment in a base in, the Torah has already spoken about that. So Rashi says, it is referring to the various kinds of measurements that one does in business, and one must do them accurately and, honor, and honestly. That's what it means. When you are measuring something in order to sell it, or in order to buy it, you must measure precisely and correctly. Now, says Rashi, this teaches us, the one who is measuring something in order to buy or sell it is called a dayan. It's, it's an amazing thing. You're, you're weighing something in your uh, in, in your deli. You're weighing out uh, half a pound of uh, pastrami in order to sell it. That uh, I don't know what pastrami is worth these days. Probably something like ten dollars a pound, something crazy like that. But you're weighing it out. You are called a dayan. You are. The rabbi sitting on the base din with your long beard and the talus over your head. The same thing. The same aim of the year, the same awe and fear that the dayan must have before he issues a psakalacha is the same awe and fear that the guy behind the deli counter should have as he's measuring out your pastrami. Same thing. He's a dayan. The Rashi continues. Shim shiker b'mida. If someone falsifies a measurement, he is like a judge who has misjudged a law. And he is called a falsifier. He is called hated. 
Umeshukats, and he is called Asheketz. Chelem, he is called someone who deserves to be destroyed. Vitoeva, and he is called an abomination, just like we said about the Dayan regarding the previous Pasuk. Now here Rashi continues. And he causes five things that are stated about a Dayan. There are five consequences that apply to a Dayan who does not judge correctly, and they apply equally to the person who is measuring something and doesn't do it correctly. What are these five things? He causes tumor to the land. He defiles the land. Presumably it means Eretz Yisrael, but maybe even the whole land, maybe even the whole earth. And he is profaning God's name. He is removing the divine presence from Klal Yisrael. And he is causing the Jews to fall by the sword, meaning he is causing the Jews to suffer losses in a war. And he is causing them to go into exile from their land. Those are five things that it says about a judge who doesn't judge correctly, and they apply equally to, to Yankel at the deli counter, who's measuring the pastrami. Because when he's measuring something, he is on the same level as the dying. He does it wrong, Shalom. He's a oval, sonui, sheketz, cherem, toeva, and he causes these five terrible consequences. Just before we make any comment about it, it's 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 amazing. It's awesome. But here too, I'd like to raise a technical question. Really, that the question really shouts out from the text of Rashi itself. Rashi says, I'll highlight this part. Rashi says that the person who is making a measurement, so he's called a Dayan, and Im Shikher, if he lies, meaning if he's, he's false in his measurements. So, so as let's say, in other words, he would like the old trick that the butcher puts his thumb on the scale while he's measuring the meat. This way, you don't get quite so much meat that you deserve. So if he falsifies in the measurement, so he is, he is falsifying a din. Okay, and he's called all these names. Really, I should have, I really meant to underline a different point. He's causing five things, five terrible consequences. Which are stated regarding the diet. He defiles the land, he's, a, he's, a, he's a profaning Hashem's name, and so on. These are things that are Amurim Bidayan, which were said about a diet. Okay, if they were said about a diet, why didn't Rashi mention them on Pasuk Tesvog, where he was talking about a diet? This Pasuk is talking about a person who's measuring, and the Pasuk is saying he's like a diet. It says his measurement is, is as crucial and as serious as the judgments of a diet. And therefore, the, the consequences of doing it wrong are as terrible as those consequences that apply to a diet. When Rashi was talking about a diet, he didn't tell us the consequences. Rashi only told us that the person who makes the judgment is a, he's an Eisvav. He's Avil Sonim Meshukat Tzcherim Rashi didn't tell us what are the 
global consequences of his actions. If these are the things that happen, if these are the, the consequences that apply to a dying, why does Rashi only mention them in a Pusik that's not exactly about a dying? He should have mentioned it when he was explaining the first Pusik. I think the answer is really simple when you think about it. In the first Pusik, Pusik says both. The Pusik itself doesn't tell you the, the global consequences of judging unfairly. At most, you can say that the Pasuk is telling us that he's called an Avel, he's called an Avol, he's called a falsifier, he's called a liar. And then, and as we explained, uh, in order to strengthen that point, Rashi also told us that there's a few other names we could call, that the Torah does call. He's a Meshukat and a Chedem and a Tzoeva. But the Pasuk itself doesn't say anything about how this affects the world, how it affects Klai Yisrael. And therefore, since it's not in the Pshuta Shalmikra, not written in the Pasuk in an obvious way, therefore Rashi doesn't talk about it. Why does Rashi talk about it in Pasuk Lamed Hay, which is about the Modeid, it's about the person who was making a measurement? Because here, Rashi's point, Rashi's Chiddush, is that the person who is performing measurements, the, the, the fellow behind the deli counter who's measuring something, is called a dayan. And now Rashi proves that point. He, not that he proves, but he expresses that point. And he expresses that he means it literally in two different ways. First of all, he says that the person who does this is called a makalkalus adin, and he's an oval son in the shukat's chedem away. He is called by all the nasty names that a false judge is called. And secondly, Rashi says, and he causes all the terrible things that Chazal tell us are caused by a Dayan who does not judge correctly. These are Rashi's two ways of bringing out, of expressing that the person who's measuring the, the pastrami behind the counter is Mamish a Dayan. He's called all the nasty names that a false Dayan is called if he doesn't measure the pastrami correctly. And he causes all of the terrible consequences that Chazal say can be caused by a Dayan who does not judge correctly. He's, 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 he's telling us these consequences here on Pasuk Lamed Hay in order to express his point that the Maidaid is Nikra Dayan, that the person who is measuring is called a judge. All of this, of course, is on the technical level. We need to, we need to think a little bit about why the Dayan or the, the Maidaid why the Dayan or the measurer, who is Mikalkalis Adin, who does it improperly, why is this person, why does this person acquire these five particular names? Sunni and Shukats, Aval and Sunni and Shukats, Tatum, Taweva. What exactly is the connection? The Maskal the David says that the answer really is in the second Rashi. He says if we Look at the consequences that are caused by the Dayan, who is Makalkalisadin, or the Modate, the measurer who measures incorrectly. If we look at the consequences, we can understand the names that these people acquire, the negative names. It explains as follows. The first consequence of being a, an improper Dayan or an improper measurer is Mitame Esaoritz. He defiles the land, he causes Tuma to the land. And 
that Maskeladovit explains, that's Avel or Avol. That is a falsification. That is a, a, a turning something into what it should not be. Meaning the land, Eretz Israel, is Tova. And the Dayan is making it Tova. That's called Avol. You are making something into what it's not. You're saying that black is white. You're taking the land that is supposed to be Tova, that is Tova, and you're making it impure. So therefore, because the Dayan who judges incorrectly is Metame Sa'aritz, therefore he's called an Avol. Then the Maskal the David says, the second thing, that the, the second consequence of the improper Dayan is Mechalel Es Hashem. He is causing Achilol Hashem. He explains, based on Gemara's, that when a person, say a person is in a position of authority, a person is a dyke, a person is a rabbi, and he acts inappropriately. He acts in a coarse, unkind, disrespectable manner. So what happens? People hate him, and people begin to hate HaKadosh Baruch to say, this person is a representative of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his Torah, then Pastor Sholem, I don't like HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his Torah so much either. He is creating hatred. And therefore, the Dayan, who does not judge correctly, is called Sanui. He is called hated. The third thing, the third consequence of judging incorrectly is Misaleka Sashkina. The person is removing the holy Hashem's holy presence from his Am Yisrael. Meaning that in in place of being a holy nation, which has the holy Shechina with us, what do we become? We become a Shekets. We become like a dead bug that nobody wants to go near, that Hashem doesn't want to go near, that Hashem's Kedusha does not apply to that dead bug. Rather, the dead bug is Tameh. Therefore, the Dayan, who causes this, he causes the Sila Kashchina, he is called Mishukots. He himself is called Shekets. The fourth thing that is caused by the improper dying is mapil es Yisrael becheret. He is causing Klai Yisrael to fall by the sword, to be killed in war. In other words, says explains the mask of the David, they are people who are going to die. They are people who are being destroyed. That's called cheven. Someone who was about to be destroyed, something that deserves to be destroyed, is a chaven. For example, when the Torah tells us about the Iranidakas, a city in which most of the people have been uh, seduced into committing idolatry, so the Torah tells us you have to destroy the city, you have to make it a chaven, you have to completely destroy it. The Dayan, who judges incorrectly and causes Yisrael to be destroyed, at least partially, so that Dayan is called Cheda. And finally, what the last consequence of the improper Dayan is Magla Oisame Artsum. He causes Klai Yisrael to be sent into exile from their land. Because of that, the Dayan is called Toeva. He's called an abomination. The Master of the David explains. The Gemara tells us it's really based on a Pasik. Rashi talks about it in a, in a comment on Chumash. They call Ador, the Chutz Nikra, Avid, Avid, Zara. 
anyone who lives in Chutzlaretz is called an idolater. Uh, one has to understand that. I mean, there were, there are, and have been through the centuries, Sadiqim who lived in Chutzlaretz, but you are distanced from a Kaddish Baruch in many important ways when you are living in Chutzlaretz. It's really not the proper place to serve a Kaddish Baruch Certainly not the best place. One can serve a Kaddish Baruch in Chutzlaretz. What's one can and one must, but it's there's something missing. There's a certain tinge of Avedah Zorah about it. However, we will, will and can explain that. And Avedah Zorah, of course, is a Tzueva, as Rashi's Pasuk proves. Vesavi Tzueva El Beisefa is saying, don't bring any item associated with Avedah Zorah into your house. So the Maska Ledavid explains that all of the negative names that are applied to the Dayan are a result, they are a as simply a, an outgrowth of the terrible consequences that the Dayan brings upon Kla Yisrael, and that the person who is measuring brings upon Kla Yisrael. If one uh, would want to give a Sichas Musa over here, I insist that Rashi really is not giving us Sichas Musa, but if one would want to, one could certainly use both of these Rashi's, particularly the second one, um, that, that Hamudayd Anyone who is measuring something for purposes of business, he is called a judge. And if he and if he or she measures incorrectly and cheats the customer, or vice versa, if the customer cheats the, the vendor, that, that's that's just there are just all kinds of awesome and terrible consequences. Hashem Yishmarenu, we should be Zaycha to, to judge fairly and accurately and not cause all these terrible consequences.